Agent Power Huddle is a daily jumpstart, giving you all the tools you need to create an amazing real estate career. Led by top experts in the field, you'll learn how to sell more houses in less time while creating the life you want. Welcome to the Agent Power Huddle. All right, we got a wonderful guest here today that uh, has become a pretty, pretty good friend of mine. Will, how are you feeling this morning, man? Good. How are you doing? Good. So, so we got Will Penny, who is uh, out of, uh, I'm going to call him Akron, Ohio. I mean, really, it's it's Stowe, but no one knows where Stowe is. So. Yeah, well, Akron, Akron, Cleveland is, um, uh, that's our market, Northeast Ohio. Cool. And, and his claim to fame is he sells about 200 homes a year, him and his team, but his team's not this massive team. It's like five people. And they're rock stars, but they're like five people who sell couple hundred homes a year. And he does 70 to 80% of them by referral. All right. That's how I brag about Will. It's pretty cool. And, and Will, Will's here today. Tell me if I got the topic right, Will. We're talking about building a system for getting five-star client and buyer reviews. Is that what we're talking about today? Yeah, that's right, man. That's a pretty exciting topic for me because uh, back in 2010, can you hear me okay, by the way? All right, cool. Back in 2010, uh, when I bought, well, no, nine, when I got my first Zillow account, uh, my rep told me how important reviews were. And uh, because if you're spending any money on these on Zillow, you need to have, have reviews. So I looked into my marketplace to see who had the most reviews. And there was a guy uh, who's a friend of mine named Tom, and he had 60 reviews. And uh, so I figured, well, I got to get the most. So we, uh, we changed up our whole process. It's not just about getting reviews because you don't want to set yourself up for failure and get a bad one. So you better make sure that you're, uh, before you start getting reviews, you better make sure that your uh, service delivery uh, and communication is dialed in. That's the key because you want, otherwise they're not going to want to either, they'll either be indifferent and won't give you a review or they're certainly not going to want to give you a review. And and by, I should say, by the way, when I'm bragging about Will, he also spends a couple months a year in Florida, out of his market. He works very few nights, no weekends. Like he's, he, he's a systems guy. Would you describe yourself as a systems guy, Will? No, really. actually, I hate to let you down. No, I'm not a systems guy. I, I've, I've been pretty good. Well, very good, I guess, based on the outcome of having uh, good people, my team. And again, I'm, a lot of people like to say, oh, my team, this, my team, that. Uh, I mean, really, the the women, I'm the only guy in my team. It's me and four others. Uh, they, they are what give me the confidence to be able to go to Florida for two months a year. And you have, so you are surrounded by some rock them. stars. And, and okay. So that makes sense. So th- this gives up some of you guys who are not systems people, this gives you hope you can be surrounded by systems people. So, so, so how did you, how did you embark on this journey? Where did you start with the, building the system to get, you know, a bunch of five-star reviews? Well, so, um, I'm a freak about uh, making sure that I have the outcome that I want. And I was worried. I'm like, well, if I start asking for reviews and unwittingly have a terrible process and I start getting a bunch of bad ones, well, then I need to think about that first. So fortunately, I was really good about communication. But I think setting expectations with your clients up front, whenever we get a new client, and by the way, my team, uh, Laura, Tina, Rebecca, and Sam, and now we've got Courtney as well. Um, but last year, our, our our transactions were me, uh, Tina, Rebecca, and Laura. That was the the bulk of 
almost all of it. Sam started at the beginning of the year and she's got, uh, she's got an admin role as well. She's wonderful. But anyway, uh, basically setting expectations with the client initially saying, listen, uh, a lot of agents spend their time on lead generation and uh, trying to find new clients. Our, we spend our time with our clients, but in return, we depend on uh, our clients connecting us with people that they know who are looking to buy or sell a house. So we set that expectation up front. And I say, at the end, I'm going to ask you to give me a review on Google. Uh, I don't use Zillow anymore. I'm not asking for reviews on Zillow anymore. I'd be happy to answer the question why, but I'm not using uh, Zillow anymore. Uh, so then I periodically throughout the transaction, I just check in on them. And, they, you know, they, they tell me that I, I sound nervous or whatever, but I just check in and say, hey, am I doing okay? Is there anything you want done differently? I want to make sure that you're having the experience that, you know, I don't want to take anything for granted. So I, I'm, my team is good too, because I've taught them, but we're really good about checking in, making sure that it's going the way they want. And then at the end, we ask them to give us a review and that's the process. I have to ask, I mean, I mean, where you get reviews, I think does matter because there's so many places you could get reviews on Zillow, on Google, on Yelp, on your bathroom wall, wherever, wherever people want to review you, right? Where, uh, that was a joke, Will, he didn't even smile. Right, uh, you have 186 five-star reviews on Google, which is a lot, right? What, why did you consciously pick Google as the site you're, you're pushing towards right now? Well, if you notice on Zillow, I've got 557. So I've actually... Um, we're in the top 20 probably or 30 and definitely in the top 50 in the country for most reviews on, on Zillow. Uh, there's some agent teams that have a thousand and more, but 557 is pretty solid. Um, this time last year, I stopped asking for reviews on, on Zillow because uh, Zillow is going with their flex program, which is referral fees, uh, which is another why we, reason why we need to make sure that our sphere of influence is dialed in. But once they start, once they get that, I don't know what's happening with Zillow after that whole debacle with the eye buying, but I think they're going back to uh, focusing on what they're good at, generating leads and getting paid by realtors, but they're stepping away from the pay to play game and they're getting into the referral fee game, just like everyone else. And as a result, in order for them to do that successfully, they're going to have to get rid of their agent finder, in my opinion, because you can't have, someone can't go on to Zillow, check agents and then find Jesse on there because then they, they have no way of controlling who they send the leads to and make sure that they get a referral fee. Does that make sense? It, it absolutely makes sense. It's going to, it's now it's in conflict with their current business model. And so your future pacing, you're going, look, it still exists that someone can see like when I Googled you, by the way, so that's what I did. I Googled you and I looked at, I noticed 186 Google reviews, but the, uh, the one, two, three, the fourth one down is still Zillow.com. And I clearly see, right. You've got 557, seven, five-star reviews. On Facebook, which is, by the way, just a side note, I noticed you haven't sent many reviews to Facebook. Are you, are you finding, I mean, because you do a lot of lead generation through your, your private group on Facebook. Do you not worry as much about the reviews on your Facebook page? Not really, because at the end of the day, um, I think Google uh, is Google's the, the platform that everybody starts their searches on. So why not be on there? So uh, we became Google local service GLS agents last year. Uh, where they background check you. And uh, we, we spend I, my weekly budgets, $250 uh, so that you get post, you get pushed to the top. So the way I'm looking at it, if somebody's uh, Google, Google clients are way better than most others because they're not just, they're, they're there by design. They're doing a specific search. 
So now we put all our focus on uh, Google. This time last year, we probably had about 50 reviews on Google. We've added all the others since then. Wow. Okay. So, so, so let's talk about that part of it. Are you just straight up, obviously provide incredible service, right? That's, that has to be part of it. And we can dive into what you're doing in the service part, but let's say at what point of the transaction are you asking for a review and how do you ask? Right. So at the beginning of the relationship, I let them know how that, you know, reviews are very important to us. And I, so I talk, I have a quick discussion with the client you know, when we first meet and I say, you know, you can Google me if you want. Um, and I, and I even joke around when they, they say, well, how do you know, if we don't have a good experience, I say, well, I'm telling you now the best way to get me back. If you have a bad experience is to blast me on, on Google. Uh, and they joke about it. Uh, but we talk to them about it at the very beginning. And we, I let them know, you know, we need to document our service at the end for others to know because social proof is very important. People rely on their friends and family, but they rely on reviews on Google. So I let them know ahead of time. And then you set the stage for communication, responding to texts quickly, um, thinking about the questions they're going to ask, making sure that you're you're letting them know what's going to happen next before they have to stress out about it. Don't leave them hanging when, it, you know, in this market, when you write an offer and it takes two or three days, the whole adage, no news is good news is wrong. Because if you leave someone hanging for two days, they're going to just start freaking out or panicking or at least getting resentful. So I, you know, we check in with people throughout the day, just letting you know, we haven't heard anything yet, but just wanted to check in, let you know that you can't assume that they're going to know that. And that's, again, it's about keeping people's expectations set, building trust so that they're going to want to review you at the end. So, so, so I got to dive in there for a minute because I've got to know you pretty well and you're wired a certain way. You are very thorough, very diligent, and you care a lot about the experience. The team agents that you have with you, your partners on your team, are they also just human beings that happen to be wired that way? Or is it a culture that you've created where it start where everyone has the same expectations as you? Like, does everyone on your team come in and do they just know to check in with clients or did you train that expectation? It's hard to tell because um, you can tell by my personality. It's my, I mean, I let them know early on that this is the way we do it and you're going to benefit wildly from doing it my way. So I, I, I let them know how important it was and they adapted to that if they, you know, or adopted it. Yeah. There's a quote. I'm, I'm listening to the book. Good to great. I don't know how many of you guys have ever read that book. Good to great. Um, but it was on my list for a very long time. Have you read that one? Will? No. Oh, you'd love it. It's Jim Collins. Good to great. It's about companies that have gone from good to great. And I always thought it sounded like such a simple concept that why bother reading a book on it, but it's really fascinating. And he has a, a concept in there that talks about rigorous, not ruthless, rigorous, not ruthless. This comes in terms of like your own way you deal with clients, but also your expectations with your staff and your team. Um, ruthless is that just that nasty, like, ah, it's my way, but you're not ruthless. You, but you're very rigorous. Like this is the way it's going to happen. And this is what we expect. And there's a big difference. I just want to make that distinction for people listening. Do you agree with that? A hundred percent. They see, I lead by example. I mean, you know, if, if they saw my world falling apart, then they're not going to, you know, they're not going to follow me over the, over the hill. So they see that, you know, I'm a boring guy. We've been married 29 years. I've been real estate 34 years. I've, I don't have a, a very many bad habits. I, I'm pretty good at sticking with stuff. So the people on my team, they, 
understand that if they follow my way, it's probably not going to hurt them. And they also know that I'm there to protect them if they need it. And I'm always going to back them up. I'll let her, I'll never let them fail or run out of money or, you know, I work really hard to develop that trust. Absolutely. I mean, and you're also, by the way, he's, he's very humble. He's an ultra marathoner in his fifties, which is pretty cool. I mean, I mean, honestly, dude, like you, you are a very disciplined human being. You and I'm I having think, trouble running by myself on the sidewalks down here. I'll tell you that much. Usually I, <laughs> I depend on I, it's, my mileage is down. Woo. If, if anyone wants to talk to Will, by the way, he likes pe to talk to people while he's on the phone while he's on these long runs. So if anybody's got questions for Will, you can talk to him offline. He'll, he'll happily I'm chat with you. I'm running. All right, cool. So, uh, well, what, what are we, what are we missing in this system? If someone's like newer, they haven't, they don't have 183 reviews. They maybe have five, 10. They just haven't focused on Google or haven't focused on reviews period. Where do they start? We've got, how do you, we got a very good foundation of how do we set the service and the expectations? Then how do you actually collect it? Do you just ask? So very good question. So it's uh, most people who are successful that don't, that get there organically, and I'm not talking about inventing, like we were at dinner with some people the other night, her grandfather invented Windex and uh, liquid plumber, Drano. So he owned Windex and Drano and then he sold it. He sold Windex to Johnson fam, you know, Johnson and Johnson. It's like, I'm not talking about that, but you know, most people that just work organically to become successful, it, at the end of the day, as humans, we're terrible about sticking with things and being consistent. That's it. Most of our failure is because of our, not our incapability, but our unwillingness to stick with things and be consistent and do uncomfortable things. The people that are successful, usually that's the, the main difference. It's not because they have more money or they're better looking or they're thinner or whatever. I mean, it's, it's because they're not consistent and they're afraid for whatever reason of doing uncomfortable things such as prospecting, or I don't want to ask, or it's mindset. You know, I don't want to ask for a view. That sounds so bad. Um, well, okay. I asked for reviews, but I don't set myself up. I know that if I ask for one, they're probably going to give me a good review because we've talked about it already. And I try to be an advocate of theirs. So to start off, Google allows you, first of all, I'd, I'd start a Google business profile. It's free. Then reach out to people. If you're brand new in the business, Google allows you to get references. Zillow doesn't, but Google allows you to get references from people you know. So every, you know, if you're getting into real estate, like I was 19 when I got into real estate. So I would have probably had, like if Google was around then, the most technology we had then was a pager and a fax machine. That was it. There was no internet. There was no internet that I could use anyway. Um, so, but now, you just set up a set up a Google business profile, put your photo on there, put your experience on there, um, start posting things to your Google profile, such as houses you list or pictures with you with people or whatever, or things that you like to do that you can do that as well for free. And then just start asking friends and family to give you a review and you build it that way. And then start building a database with everyone that you run into and start dripping on them and and building, uh, you know, the whole no like trust remember thing. I love it. Um, so, so the bottom line is you're just asking. It's part of that flipping that mindset. And I will, I will tell some people, we'll tell me what you think of this. We had a guest on months ago who said, don't call it reviews, call it feedback. 
feedback cultivation, right? You're not asking for review, you're asking for feedback, which I think on a high end million dollar transaction, maybe it's a small mindset thing, but, but I like that idea, right? I see, I guess I don't, we, we can come up with different euphemisms for everything. I just say, Hey, Hey, Jesse, at the end of this thing, when you're all done, could you help me out? Do me a solid. I'm going to send you a link. Will you give me a review if I do a great job? Cause I rely on them. I think that's a pretty honest, vulnerable appeal that yeah. most people probably would say. And I guess I'm assuming the answer is hundred percent of the time. Sure. Right. As long. Yeah. But I, but I already know what I need to do to make, to, to make you not just okay with it, but happy. Oh, oh that's what I'm saying. I mean, I'm, I'm saying, assuming you've done a fantastic job throughout the process, you know, they're thrilled, you know, they're happy. When you say what you just said, once you already know they're happy, they're going to say, sure. Cause they, they feel yeah. obligated. Like, yeah. He just did this great job for me. Of course I'll give you a review. If it's important to you. People try to just overcomplicate things. And I do that. I mean, I do too, but at the end of the day, I've, I've heard what you said before. Let's call it feedback or let's, let's not call it a referral. Let's call it a connection or an introduction. I most never said people, that. <laughs> not you, but I'm most kidding. people that come up with this stuff aren't successful. If right. they would just grind it out and call it whatever you want, a review, a connect, you know, feedback, don't get hung up on that. Get hung up on providing excellent service. Commun People get bent out of shape. The biggest way to get bent out of, or to, to get a client bent out of shape, they know you've got this where, oh, you can't see it because it's on the, I've got my invisible. It's, anyway, it's, a, it's a cell phone. phone. I can tell by the hand gesture. It's a cell phone. Right, right. <laughs> anyway, we all have those things in our hand, but then we're not, we don't answer the phone. Uh, we text. Uh, we, we try to handle things. We try to throw up a wall. We, you know, people call us and we think we're too good to answer the phone. Um, I don't do that. And I mean, and I'm not the most successful person, but you know, I just choose to answer my phone. I talk on the phone. I, I, I reach out to clients all the time. I check in with them. I make sure that they know what's up. I don't, because I'm a pain in the butt, I assume I never want to have someone come at me like I would them in that same situation. So I, I just try to do a good job and communicate often and then ask for a review. And it's very simple. And we have 186 on Google. So I, I think that's actually part of the secret as well. And you describe yourself as a pain in the butt, which makes me laugh, but like you have very high expectations for yourself and the world around you. And because of that, it carries over. So then you provide that same expectation. So you can, you can satisfy the highest standards. And if someone even is not expecting that much, you're just blowing them out of the water. Right. You agree with when that? I do make it. And when I do make a mistake, I don't get slaughtered for it. Like if I don't respond to a text and then I call them and then like the next, this happened the other day. I, I forgot to respond to a text on December 21st. And I looked at it the other day. I'm like, Oh, like I went into a tailspin. I just, I just texted the lady back and said, she knew me. I said, Oh my God, I can't believe that I didn't respond to your text on December 21st. I'm so sorry. But she forgave me because she knows that my normal my normal process or my normal per personality is to be very responsive. So I, I get away, you know, I can get away with a, a, a flub every once in a while. Yeah. I mean, once you set the expectation that you're a capable human being, people tend to forgive other stuff because let, why? Because of one word trust. Yep. That's it. I, I love it. All right. We've got a question in the, uh, in the chat box, which it actually seems like an important thing since so many agents these days are working virtually, right? Um, 
it seems to be a little bit of a challenge to get a Google local service certification with no physical location. I know you actually do have a physical location you use. Do you know anything about this, Will? If not, well, we can come back and get you an answer. But um, any, any idea for that, Will? I have no right. idea. Maybe put your home address. I don't know. So, so I know it's got, I don't think it could be a home. Or, I think it's oh, wait be a office. second. I think even like EXP Realty, right? They're right. remote, but you have an office that you're assigned to with a physical location. So just use that. Go ahead. Go ahead. Come on. Come on. You say, you say, I think that says it causes a flag, right? Is that what you're saying, Jen? Yeah. So, so what we, so Sarah says she's used her home address. So I guess you uh -huh. can use her home address. Sarah says, Jen says, no, go ahead. Come off mute. I can't hear you. The Unmute. problem when you put your home address is that <clears throat> it makes it accessible um, to people. So people know where you live. And I don't know, that's probably not a problem for a man, but it is for me currently. Uh, well, well, I've got, I've got a solution for that one. So uh -huh. there's a lot of ways, places that will receive mail for you that are virtual offices that you don't even need to rent a physical office for right? For a hundred bucks, can you use that as your office address and receive, as long as you can receive a postcard from Google that will, says there's an option to not show. Sarah says, by the way, there's an option to not show your address. So there, there is an option there for privacy reasons, Sarah's saying, but um, okay. I've had people that just use a virtual office address. They don't actually have a physical space there, but they receive mail there less than a hundred bucks a month to receive mail. And then you get a co postcard from Google that comes in the mail. You just have to read the, the code off it to certify. Okay. That's, I'll look into that. Again, even, even virtual, like in Ohio, every virtual office that I know has a physical branch. I mean, I, my, my Google local services address is my office address. So everybody has an office address. I mean, even these web companies, if you're licensed with them, they're going to have an office address, even if it's another town. They'll have, they all have, in Ohio, you have to have a physical address of some sort for your company. Correct. But if you have hundreds of agents all with the same address, that's what she's saying is that that causes a flag with Google. So what I'm recommending is, and this is off topic, we'll go back to reviews in a sec, but um, every postal annex, every little place like that, like every place where there's a PO box, there's a lot of places to get an, a mail. Uh, like if a Regis doesn't receive mail, there's a lot of places to get an address. Well, I, I know, but every state with EXP, we want to pick on that brokerage. Yep has a physical, they have branches. Yeah. I've got two, I've got two branch offices at EXP, two physical branch offices. So I, I don't understand why that would be a red flag. If, like if you were at uh, Berkshire Hathaway, they have an office, use that address. If you're at EXP, they have an office. Can, can I jump in? Absolutely. It's because if I was to put my Google address at Panorama, circle here in Denver, there's literally, I don't even know how many agents we have in Colorado right now with the EXP. If every single one of us use that, Google goes, holy hell, you can't have um, 1,500 or 2,000 agents well, let's, let's with that address. I have a quick response to that. Go for it. How many of those 1,500 agents actually pay to be GLS agents? I don't know, but soon they will probably five or 10, but well, even five at five or 10, or 10, they still flag you. No, that's not true. I do know that for a fact, because in my market, we've got 9,000 agents and we've got uh, some massive Keller Williams market centers. And you'll have 10 agents from that market center with GLS profiles, all using the same office address. 
Now, if you had 1500, but they're not all going to pay you. You have to have a budget with Google local services. So most agents aren't going to pay for that. You know what I mean? So I would at least look into it. Love it. Love it. Will. love it. Love it. Thank you. Um, the bottom line is problem solving. So, so let's go back to review uh, reviews systems. Is there anything we've missed? Anything else you wanted to communicate on this topic? Will anything we're like, Hey, I think that when I started getting reviews, when it became like a, a job for me, because it, this is off topic, but why do we want reviews? This is just a byproduct of another need in our business. We want reviews so that people call us and want to list or sell a home, you know, list or buy a home with us. Well, the reason you need to do that right now, and it all goes back to any other thing we do to get um, like social proof is an incredibly strong uh, resource. I mean, people, 77% of people use the first realtor that they talk to, to talk to. So whether they find you on Google or they find you through other things that you do to, to, um, to stay in touch with them on a daily basis or however, whatever your process is, the, the most important thing is to make sure that you have an excellent offer. I mean, you're providing great service and you're, so at the end of the day with the reviews, Again, I want, I don't have to pay a referral fee on those reviews with these third party companies. And I go back to this on almost every conversation with these third party companies that are backed by Wall Street that are coming into our business with lots of vigor because they can get a 30 to 35% referral fee on a commission. It's easy. I've said this to you before, Jesse. It's very easy to go. If I'm a company like Fast Expert and I walk into a, visa, a venture capitalist and I say, listen, here's why you need to back come come with me, because I have figured out a way to get human beings to call me before they call a realtor. And then I get to refer them to an agent and I get a third of 10 grand. And they're like, I'm in. So then what happens is you know, ideal agent is spending $1 million a month right now. I just got the email $1 million a month on television advertising. How can you compete with that? You can't. So you need to stay in touch with your people, your sphere of influence. You need to have a lock tight database and have a process in place to stay in touch with them like every week. And it can't be email newsletters. I mean, it's got to be something legitimate and of a value. And you better have a lot of reviews online, not just anywhere but you need to get on Google and at least get a free business page. And you need to start posting to that business page, your listings, your sales, photographs of you at restaurants, photographs of you doing things that you like to do. I post pictures of my moving truck. I post pictures of me walking. I post pictures of me running. I put, that is what people, it builds trust. I, I, and let, let's do, we got three minutes. So let's do this because I want, I want to hit home the idea of social proof. You just mentioned, cause that was a lot of really important things that we could do a whole call on like each of those bullet points, social proof. Let's take the people on camera here. Ready guys. Who's on camera. I want you to raise your hand. How many of you have purchased something that cost, let's even just say $500 or more in the last year and purchased it without reading a review. Anybody purchased <laughs> an item that costs more than $500 without reading a review online. I see zero hands. How many of you guys, zero. how many of you guys read a review on things that cost even hundred dollars before you buy it? Raise your hand. How many of you guys read reviews on things that cost $2 on Amazon? I guarantee you're still reading the reviews. Okay. It's insane. This is the world where you're doing the single largest financial transaction when they're selling a house. You think they ain't reading reviews? They are. Even the people who know you, even the people who've known Will for 30 years, they're still going to reading his reviews before they call him. 
Well, and then one more final thing. There's going to be people that don't look to a friend or family. There's going to be engineers and other analytical people that find a review far more valuable. Like if Jesse's got 60 reviews on Google and everyone loves him, they place more value on that than their sister who used Jesse. Straight up. That's this is making sense, guys. All right. Will, we got one minute. What's the last, any last thoughts you want to pull together anything you want to leave people with? And first of all, where do, if people want to ask you questions, I mean, we didn't even talk about, Will has a really cool platform, by the way, that has nothing to do with what we talked about today that helps you generate more referrals and stay in touch with your past clients. It's using a private Facebook group. We've done a whole separate podcast episode on it. It's called Social Orchard, socialorchard.com. I'm just going to plug it for you, Will. But um, how should people get, how should people get a hold of you? If they have questions, what, how do you want them to reach you? Uh, they can send me an email at william.penny, P-E-N-N-E-Y, william.penny, P-E-N-N-E-Y at exprealty.com or my Gmail address, if that doesn't work, is willpenny, P-E-N-N-E-Y, 2982 at Gmail. Um, How do you want to tie it together? What's the last thought you want to give for people? You better stay in touch with your people and you better get a pla- find a platform, Google, and get good at it because otherwise you're going to be a transactional agent over the next 10 years because they're coming to get us. And I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but there's commission suppression is a real thing. And if you don't have people that are reaching out to you because they know, like, and trust you. And if you don't, and if you can't be found on Google because you don't want to take the time, then you will get referrals from these other companies and end up taking a haircut on every deal. And it's only getting worse. Spoken. You think I'm, am I wrong, Jesse? No, I was, I was just letting it sink in. Spoken, spoken, truth spoken. I mean, truly, guys, that's what it is. That's where the relationship is going. That's where it's going. We'll drop the, uh, the Lisa's going to put the, the, the email in the chat box again. Um, we had a typo in the, in the email here. Uh, wait that? a minute. It's exprealty.com. Yeah, she, she's going to put the correct one in there. Um, so guys, co- copy and paste it, whatever, whatever you need. Uh, Lisa, put it in there for the, before we wrap up here. Will, if you weren't on to start this show, we started out with the song Bad to the Bone, which I think just describes Will to a T, dude. I, I don't know. Thanks. I love it. Thanks for being here, man. This is fun. I always enjoy uh, hanging out with you guys. Yeah. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Have a good day, everybody. Bye, guys. Later. If you'd like more information or to get connected to the Agent Power Huddle, join our free Facebook group. This call was designed for the agents in our EXP organization, but open to any agent from any brokerage. If you're a guest and you're interested in learning more about EXP or our specific resources within the Agent Collective, reach out to the person who invited you to this call to get more info. Produced by the Agent Collective Media Network.